welcome to Blind Guys Chat, where this guy, Oren O'Neill. Hello. And this guy, Jan Bloom. Hello. And this guy, Stuart Lawler. Hello. Talk about the A to Z of life. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and you're very welcome to episode number 74 of Blind Guys Chat. Thank you so much for joining us. We really yep. do appreciate you listening in in this hot, hot, hot weather. Oh, yeah. How are we all doing, guys? What's the weather like in the Netherlands, first of all? Oh, it's uh, 32 we touched today. Whoa. Yeah. 32? Oh wow. Yeah. You're, about, you're about 12 degrees hotter than us, I'd say. Really? Oh my God! Yeah. So uh, the question about that quickly, because I meant to ask you this on the last podcast. Oh, are you are you generating uh, electricity now to beat the band because it's so hot? No, 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 no. That is a nice question, but no, it, it is quite um, the same. A little bit twenty plus, no, twenty two uh, k uh, per day. No, it's not extremely more. Uh, the, uh, what you see is that the intention of the sun is much stronger so it's much more heat producing yeah. but but uh, you don't get much more kilowatts uh, out of it that is uh, typical yeah so yeah. you're good what you're probably almost a year into Maybe yeah, 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 more than, more than, more than, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, we are producing, I think, uh, according expectations, um, a little bit around plus three thousand k per year. And that is um, almost what we, well, yeah, uh, what we d- uh, d- do normally, uh, what we use in one year for uh, electricity. But since we started now with this uh, electric uh, vehicle, um, it is now you can see that what we normally use for for gas, uh, for uh, uh, you use now for ki- kilowatts to put in the car. Put in the car, all right. Yeah. yeah. How does how does that? So, are you seeing it in your bill already? Because I, I know over here it's like I think they're buying back what you generate from the from the from the pa- yeah, from the panels. No, no. Here the system is uh, still, but they want to uh, cancel it because it is uh, too lo- uh, too uh, yeah yeah too positive in a way that they balance it now. Oh you know? yeah. Um, uh, and and that is because in uh, nowadays what you now produce you can directly use again. But um, in in the winter time, of course, you don't produce anything or anything very very little, and then it is much harder harder, of course, to uh, put it into your car or whatever. So, but but they want to yeah cancel that. I think in twenty twenty five or something. That is what, uh, and then it will be less, yeah, lucrative in a way. But uh, yeah, we'll see. You know, politics are uh, um, yeah changing all the time. And you cannot uh, really build up on their policy here, at at least here in the in the Netherlands, but uh, yeah, we'll see. But but nowadays it is still um, yeah. Uh, so we we produce three thousand and we use also three thousand. So th- that uh, last year it was equal. Presumably you are happy with what you did. Yeah, yeah uh, this for is, sure. This is a good. Yeah, you're happy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, they, they, they but, but, but now the, the next phase has to come, Oren. Um, uh, that is the, that you have the, the, uh, the possibility to put it in a kind of battery, and and that you yes. also can, oh, for can, yeah, for storage and also. But I learned that for one megawatt or something uh, of, of of power, that you have, I think, what was it, a price of ten thousand uh, euros or whatever, wow, you know, for the so. battery. Yeah, and, and what is one megawatt? What you know? Yeah, what is that? Yeah, what does that equate to exactly? What does that yeah, mean? I don't know. You, you I need don't to know. you need to work out how much how many hours or what what it would power, wouldn't you? 
One megawatt is enough to toast 89,000 slices of toast. Yeah. And then also, we produce 20k per day. Yeah, you know, that is not much in a way, you know. Uh, yeah, I have no clue what you, what you uh, use for uh, one bit of laundry or one time the... Uh, yeah, the, you see, the, uh, you see, I the dishwasher. I, and I think that's the problem with these energy charges. A lot of us, I, I'm the same. We People don't know what that means. What what does no. it cost to run for an hour to do something, you know, the washing machine yeah. at a certain I time? I learned that uh, uh, the, the electric kettle, you know, we use an electric kettle for um, for, uh, for 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 tea. Yeah, mm -hmm. in the, uh, uh, those items consume a lot. That's what I learned, you know? Yeah, yeah. we, we have yeah. this one cup kettle. I don't know if you've oh heard yeah. of so oh, it basically boils no. a, a cup of tea or a cup of water, hot water, in ah. about 60 seconds. But yeah, in yeah. order to do that, it's consuming quite yeah. a lot of, using quite a lot of energy to do that. Yes. Yeah. Do you have also these uh, boilers in your in your kitchen that when you uh, use that tap, that it is already 100 uh, degrees? No, I've heard about them. But I, I, I know yeah. people who have them, yeah, yeah. don't have one. Yeah, but I actually, Oren, that brings up an interesting question about the one cup kettle, because I had one for a while and I got rid of it only because, and this might, might sound a bit fussy, I felt the water coming out of it wasn't boiling. I like a good hot cup of tea oh. and I didn't find it was... Well, uh, yeah. I, we'll have to defer to Clodagh, but all I can say okay. is, as far as I would be concerned, it is... Makes a good cup of tea. Okay. It makes a good... Mm. Well, the water is boiling. Yeah, I mean, let's see what Clauda says. What I, like you're saying, when you throw it on your face, it's it's not scarring <laughs> you. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, my face was not burnt. Basically, mm. <laughs> well, you you using good sun cream then? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Clearly. Yeah. Hey, but but we have introduced a, a, a swimming pool in the in the uh, in our garden. So I'm inviting you guys to uh, come for a swim. Oh, oh goodness! Wow, bring our tugs. Nice. Right, yeah. we're on the way. Yeah, uh, okay. and and does the birthday boy? Uh, and I should have said yeah, that at tomorrow. the tomorrow. Chef is uh, what age tomorrow? Six, 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 six. Six, six. Yeah. six. So, yeah. he, so he's forty-two or thereabouts. If he was, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, you're yeah. right. Yeah, yeah. He's middle-aged. Yeah, middle-aged. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you can see that also. <laughs> his behavior he's going through his midlife crisis. Yeah. Well, it's 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 hot here anyway today. It just feels very humid, like you, you, especially at night time. I find nights very, you know, it's very sticky. Even if w Ooh. with all the windows open and all the servants walking around me with fans, it's still very oh, sticky. Oh, really? So they're just not <laughs> okay. doing it enough, clearly. Yeah, wow. you need to get them to work faster. I'm gonna have to get them hard. Yeah, 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 yeah definitely. Terrible, and, and, and what about rain? Do you have so? Did you get some rain? Torrential rain. Yeah, lots of it today and some this yeah. afternoon. Really? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh. And it's, it's, you know, Clodo was saying to me, it's, <laughs> I never really thought about it. She said, it's big rain, you know, it's big drops. It's the big, big drops, rain. yes. I, I know what she means, yeah. Ah, and is it I nice warm rain also? It is pleasant rain, as if there yeah. is yeah. such a thing. But it is, there are big drops and they are quite heavy. Oh. So yeah. Yeah. We're getting a lot, of, a lot of thunderstorms and lightning uh, yeah. recently. And we've had a few, oh. not us, but uh, we've been reading, I was reading in the paper, or not in the paper, in the, on the app uh, last week, uh, a couple of people uh, in in rural areas have got hit by lightning even sitting not sitting but at their at their kitchen sink at the and, sink uh, really they got, yeah. one lady got hit by lightning uh, just and 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 what is then what do you feel from it are you, are you really dead then uh, already she or? had some uh 
well, not severe burns, but but like she was she was all right as far as I read. Yes, she, she got to hospital now, but she yeah. did have uh, burns on her on her hands and her arm. I was actually looking at that on the news, and they Ooh. said one of the things apparently they told her in the hospital what saved her was she was wearing rubber soled shoes, and oh, if right. she hadn't yeah. been, oh. she would have been potentially a lot more seriously hurt. Jeez. Okay, so that that's what they told her in the hospital. Well, and do you yeah. also smell then something, the, the ozone or something? Is that also what I learned? Uh, is that you uh, uh, can can smell that uh, that that smell there is fear. lightning? Yeah. Oh, I smell I, sul- fear, like yeah. sulfur, or so, uh, like you sometimes you uh, smell sulfur. Uh, I don't know actually. So that no, wasn't described. Actually, I'm not sure. I want to find out. Yeah. yeah. Oh, you want to find out? Okay. There's an action for. Somebody, I don't know. I want to. Yeah. Yeah. Blind guys. Yeah. No, no, yeah. I'll, I'll mm. pass that one to yeah. someone else. Yeah, we give that yeah. one to one's Derry, maybe. Yeah. Yeah, Derry. <laughs> yeah, he is strong. Well, he's having a beer outside in the garden. <laughs> yeah. Or a glass of whiskey. Yeah. 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 Make sure you yeah, finish the beer first, just in case there's any terminal uh, uh, accidents. At, uh, exactly. Yeah. Um, Spoiling of beers, not. <laughs> so we're going to hear later on from um, uh, two lovely ladies from uh, Fighting Blindness, but uh, oh, yeah. I want to talk to Stuart. Well, we want to talk to Stuart first about, uh, i got to get this wrong, iOS Windows is, is all I'm going to say, because you've yeah. there's some yeah. tie up with yeah. this. So I, I talked about this on a good few episodes ago. One of the big updates to Windows 11 this year was the uh, eventual way that you could link your um, iPhone to Windows using the built-in phone link app which was for Android, which was available as an Android link for for quite a while now. So um, this was in kind of beta for a while and it was being sort of drip fed out to people. Anyway, I got it a few weeks ago, guys. So I linked my iPhone. I was very excited about this. So you open the phone link app and it says, choose your phone. So you tap on uh, iPhone and then it says, you know, pair your, it it goes through the pairing of the phone. You don't have to really Mm -hmm. do anything. You have to respond on your phone, obviously, when it pairs. And then it says something like, uh, do you want to be able to send messages from this app? So I said yes. And then you had to do, you had to answer another prompt on your phone, a specific um, request for the, from the Bluetooth protocol, which I did. So that was all fine. So a couple of, the biggest issue I had with it, that for every notification you have, so things like WhatsApp and Teams, phones Mm -hmm. are, say apps that you have on your PC and your phone, you get multiple notifications in Windows because you get notifications from the phone and you get notifications from, from, from Teams, for example, from the app. Now you can silence them. You can switch them off. You can go into the notification center in Windows and you can disable the ones for the iOS, but you'd have to do that for every app. And okay, you could set it up, but for me, it was like, yeah, this is an interesting thing. I'm not really sure I want to use it. The other thing that's very, a little bit clunky and I'm not, never really worked out how to use it was the messages component of ios on windows so you can send messages and you can receive messages and it even synchronizes the messages but i I also realized i send very few text messages anymore or even like iMessages. i'm using whatsapp almost exclusively so i kept it paired for a day or so and then i i switched it off you can go in and and turn off the whole thing and it unpairs from your phone interesting for anyone who wants to try it out but those multiple notifications will drive you crazy i was getting twitter things coming in and you know they're they're a bit intrusive um hmm. after a while and and is this app from the windows uh, store yeah it's actually built into windows it's called phone link so okay, if you t- if you go to the start message start menu and type either link or phone it should bring it yeah. up as the first option 
Okay. And you just go in. And in, in fairness, it's all very straightforward. The setup is very straightforward. It is a Windows app. So um, you may need to explore with your uh, touch cursor if you're using JAWS. Or oh, yeah. Other yeah. screen readers have other ways, I'm sure. But uh, definitely straightforward to set up. You know, you can do it within about a minute. And um, it, it auto automatically starts the app at, at startup so that your phone is connected all the time. And it is using Bluetooth. So obviously, if you step away from your PC further than, what is it, four meters or something uh, with your phone, then you will lose that, that connectivity. Okay. And just a, a, a small update about uh, last time I was talking about um, the sharing option. Oh, your OneDrive, OneDrive stuff. Yeah. Uh, oh, the, yeah. And the options not being available, uh, not being audible in JAWS. That, that's still ongoing, to be honest. Uh, there were supposed to be an update for Microsoft Edge, uh, I think. A, couple, a few days ago, it didn't happen. Well, sorry, it did happen, but it uh, it didn't solve the problem. And Freedom Scientific got back on to me to tell me about that, that update and to try it again. And they also told me that there was going to be an update, unfortunately, uh, for 2023 users only, uh, okay. relating to that. And that there was going to be, there was well, in the email it said there's going to be some discussion about uh, earlier versions of JAWS, but l just just in case you, you think there was an update to Edge and that fixed everything to my mi to my mind and my operation, it hasn't it hasn't fixed any. And before you ask, Mr. Lawler, I have not done it yet, <laughs> but because I keep forgetting to set my to set Google Chrome as my default. I, I, oh, I suspect yeah. I suspect that mightn't work given what you've just said that you put the Edge update on that still didn't work. So it, still didn't it was work, just mine. Yeah, yeah. I was going to ask another question though for you: Does your routing JAWS to PC and then PC back again does that kind of solve it for you for the moment? I know it's not ideal. But yeah, it, it, it does. So basically what, what, the, what the, the operation I found is just to you know, right click, go share, uh, hit the share option, tab across and you'll hear where the file is located. And then if you tab, you'll hear nothing. But if you root JAWS to PC and mm. then uh, what I do is just out of, uh, out of operation, kind of just make it easy, just tab again and then go back to, P to, to virtual uh, um, uh, PC and okay. it's fine from there. It's it works from there, so it's it is a bit fiddly, but yeah. it, I mean it, it at least that works. Um, yeah. I I want to get on to our interview because this is this is great, but I'm just going to mention uh, one thing that Dave Nason was talking about TV wise. We have started watching this this program that Dave Nason was talking about uh, called Silo on Apple TV. Um, oh, I can't say I'm uh, won yeah. over by it yet, but it oh. is, it is interesting. Uh, <laughs> it's, <laughs> uh, it's, it's basically about this huge silo that there's t uh, 10,000 residents in and they've been in, uh, living in this silo for about 140 years and <laughs> uh, yeah and they don't know why there's no it's very odd because it, it doesn't seem real in the sense that they're, they're that they they come across these things or there there are these kind of things that do exist like they call that which they call relics, uh, and the relics could be um, like a, a children's book or a camera, oh. you know, like a video, the old video cameras, you know, uh, yeah. mm. uh, and they call those relics, but they don't know oh. where the relics come from. And if you Rolex, but then you have you ha you do have an, and a Dave could probably explain this, and probably Clodagh can explain this better than, than I can, but you do have the option of saying I want to get out or I want to go out. But everybody who's gone out so far has died. 
Oh. But there's something sinister in the background going on. But, it uh, sounds like a Stephen King uh, uh, yeah. novel it, or something. A little you know? bit like that, yeah. But it's it's yeah, it's it's kind of it's interesting because you're kind of thinking, well, you know, how would they not know about uh, history? For you know, how would they not mm. know how they got here? Mm. And it's it's kind of it is like that. They've been you know there for 140 years, but yet they don't seem to know how they got there. But is it a, I'm sure it's it, all going to be revealed. Is it a bit like oh, like oh, this might be slightly different? Remember that show Lost, which people loved oh, yeah, years yeah, and years yeah. and years ago. Um, yeah, kind of similar. Yeah, there's yeah. a similar kind of vibe. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. The one I want to just mention really quickly is called um, Best Interest, and it's on BBC oh. Oh, One yeah. drama with Sharon Horgan and Michael Sheen. It's just finished, so all four episodes are available on iPlayer. And it's a okay. really hard watch, and I will say that. And I have not oh. yet finished it. I'm waiting to watch it with someone else to watch the last episode. It's difficult to come through. It's it's difficult to watch because it's about a, uh, it's about a family and their younger child. They have two kids, two girls. The younger one has um, has muscular dystrophy and becomes very oh. very ill, and is brought into hospital and and. It, it, it's all about what's in her best interest, basically. And the mum is very keen. No, no, she'll be okay. And the father is kind of going, we've got to be realistic. And it's how the other sister reacts and how the doctors, it's a very, very hard watch. And it's really oh, good. No. Not an easy watch, but I think one, no. one to look at. There is another one. And I'm just going to, I know we bore, we bore Jan. We're going to talk about Formula One for the next hour after hey. this. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> there is another one on Channel 4, which I've just forgotten the name of. It's something like uh, Where in the World or um, I'm uh, Because I'm Blind or something. Clodagh will uh, come. Right. She comes in, she'll tell us. It's about this oh. blind comedian who's been brought around different locations well-known locations oh, uh, and I know the his first name one I think Christian the UK, something is it? yeah uh, or Christopher or Christian something is his name and the first one was with this comedian Harry Hill and uh, he's 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 bringing him around the the, the Acropolis and okay. he's, I, he, I've been there oh so have I so yeah, yeah. Um, you guys are very uh, very we're, posh well, I we're very well traveled. yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah clearly yeah. But basically, he's, he's you know Harry Hill is kind of describing the the, the Acropolis and uh, and he's kind of describing. He says, uh, it, you know, if you can think of a shoebox, <laughs> but with columns, you know, with round columns. And yeah. uh, this guy, I can't remember his name. Clodo will remember. Uh, and he says, basically, you're describing a gazebo. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, it's it's all right. I, I, I know the guy. I know the guy you're talking about, Oren. I can't remember his name either, but he's on a podcast uh, by the BBC Ouch team, which uh, or the podcast, the title of which I forget, which is awful. But uh, he's been interviewed on it a few few yeah. uh, months ago, and he's mm. yeah, blind comedian, very funny guy from up around Liverpool, I think, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, that's right. It's Manchester, Liverpool kind of area. The first time I yeah. saw him was on. There's a clip on YouTube. Uh, as I as I say, we're actioning Cloda. We're we're channeling Cloda at the moment to 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 get it to come up to bring forward his name. She's but in Marion and makeup, the, so she might ask Marion. Oh, right. He was with yeah. um. He was at the Baftas this year, and he was presenting an award with another comedian called Lee Mack. And um, once Cloda gives uh, gives us his name, I would recommend uh, just searching for it on YouTube because it's a very funny sketch. It's very quick. It's just okay. them two kind of, uh, you know, the way they, the, uh, the celebs come on and they say, and now the next award for such and such is, yeah. and the nominees are, it's that bit, but it, uh, but it's kind of a, a two-hander with this guy, Lee Mack, who's also a very funny comedian, and okay. this, this blind comedian. But um, 
Anyway, uh, that, that's our TV uh, corner for the moment. I know yeah. we haven't talked about it for much. We do want, by the way, please don't be relying mm. on us. Please tell us what part of the yeah. world you're in and what, what you're watching. And uh, hopefully, you know, if it's in the US, maybe it's coming over to Europe at some stage. But let us know what you're, if you're watching it at these, in, uh, at the, in these days, uh, during these days. Um, okay, I'm going to go on to our interview with these two lovely ladies from Fighting Blindness. Now, I do have to kind of uh, prime this by saying, the audio on one of the channels was a little bit bad, uh, not great during recording, and I've tried to clean it up as best I can, but I think it's this is well worth a listen. Well, now it's time to get a little bit serious, because you know the way we, we hate research, guys? Well, we don't. Hate, hate. I'm not sure it's that we hate it. We, well, well, I think, I mean, I think it's I mean, that we don't understand it. It's, I mean, in oh. the sense of we, we don't like researching or doing any prep work for the podcast. Oh, yeah. we, we have to pretend I, that we know a little something. Yeah, well, I you do, so. yeah. Generally, at your fridge, uh, prepping every day, looking for beers <laughs> and, <laughs> and, and, more, and where the crisps gone. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, I'm delighted to welcome two research managers from Fighting Blindness here in Dublin. We have Dr. Rachel Birmingham, who looks after academic and impact projects, and we also have Dr. Ellen Moran, who looks after events and clinical research. You're both very welcome. Um, listen, I have a problem with my knee. Uh, just wondering, would you, would you be able to have a look at it after we, we stop recording? It just, <laughs> it's, just, it's just when the summer comes and it's, I think it's about to rain in the next few hours. So yeah, we're just getting animals. old, Oren. You're very old. <laughs> <laughs> You're both yeah. very welcome. Thanks very much for coming on to the podcast. Yep. Thanks for having us. Yeah, uh, we will. We will go. We'll go with our standard question, which is the very easiest question you can be asked on any type of radio show or podcast. What's yeah. the weather like where you are? Because we're we're obsessed with weather here. Because Jan is yeah. in the Netherlands. We're and Stuart and we I always talk about are weather. In, are in in Dublin? So I presume you're. Are you guys in Dublin as well? I'm just outside Dublin and Ashburn. Oh, well, I'm in, it, I'm could in be, it could be snowing in Ashburn. What's <laughs> no, not not quite. It's look, it's, it's threatening to rain at the moment. Uh, oh, okay. No, at yeah. least here yeah, it is uh, 31 degrees, so it's uh, hot. My, my, it's really. You yeah. need to put on your fan again, Jan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, I'm not allowed. You know, to, uh, makes too much noise. <laughs> no, it's too much noise. The producer doesn't like it. <laughs> tell us. Yeah, tell, like you're in an oven, yeah. Tell yeah, us yeah. a little bit uh, about Finding Blindness. What What is Finding Blindness all about? Yeah, so I guess Finding Blindness is a charity, um, an Irish charity, and we're a member-based member, member based charity. So that means um, we're made up of membership um, and member-led. Um, and we were founded actually 40 years ago this year. It was in 1983, wow. and we were founded by um, people affected by vision loss. Actually, it was families coming together who were affected by vision loss who wanted to start a charity that would um, start funding research and really promote research in Ireland in this area. So we're 40 years this year um, and research has remained the main focus of the organisation. I suppose our primary, what we primarily do is fund research and that's within Ireland, but also internationally. Um, and that will be in the area of inherited retinal diseases, um, mm -hmm. but also things like AMD. So we do quite well for a small charity. We funded, invested over 20 million in research um, since we began in 1983. And like I said, we fund researchers in Ireland, but also abroad. 
Uh, but outside of research, we also have um, an advocacy aspect of it. So that really is to try and advocate for changes such as things like the introduction of Luxterna, which is a gene therapy for uh, one of the IRDs. Um, so things around that. But we also as well have a support arm uh, which offers counselling to people um, and their families affected by sight loss. And there's 15 current members of staff of Fighting Blindness and four of them are within the research department. So, yeah, we're small, but we, we do an awful lot for such a small charity. Uh, just, just for clarity for our uh, US listeners, uh, you're not associated with Foundation Fighting Blindness in the US, is that correct? No, we're not. Although we do have professional links with them, we're not. We're a separate okay. organisation. Okay. Okay, yeah. let's, let's just want to clear that up. So what kind of research are you funding at the moment? So tell us about one of, one yeah. of the projects. So one of our biggest projects um, is Professor Jane Farrar, who's based in Trinity College, Dublin. Um, and the project is for 400,000 over three to four years, which is a, a huge investment. And it only began last year. And the research is looking at the genetics of IRDs, the inherited retinal diseases, to try and understand better the genetic causes of these diseases. Um, and this is part of our, our kind of flagship program called Target 5000, which aims to try and get a clinical and genetic diagnosis for everybody affected by IRDs on the island of Ireland. So this is something I was part of, uh, Target 5000. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, I, don't, I think they still haven't found out what's wrong with me. I'm pretty sure. Oh. Uh, well, they won't tell me because they're, they're, I'm pretty sure they think there's something wrong with my head. It's it wasn't your eyes. I, 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 saw, I saw the results. Did you? We, we have, oh, them, okay. have them here. Okay. Yeah. Ah. In terms of the research and some of the stuff you're doing, what, what kind of things, because you're working a lot with patients, aren't you? What sort mm -hmm. of things, how, how are patients getting involved? And what, what are those activities like? At the moment, it's primarily in helping the researchers. So involvement would be like they're actively involved. So they'd work with the researchers around kind of shaping the research question um, at the beginning of a project, or um, they might meet throughout the kind of life cycle of a project to review the results and have a, an input into, you know, maybe the plans for the next year or things like they'll help write um, kind of a summary of the research that's in a non-scientific language that every you know everyone can understand because the, the research that we fund a lot of it is very technical so researchers would work with patients on trying to you know make it as understandable as possible but yeah there's just there's actually a lot of ways that um, patients can get involved in research that's not necessarily as like a participant you know that they're not being studied they're actually mm -hmm. part of the project yeah that's really great to hear that you guys do that because you know i think a lot of people when they think that the public can get involved in research they're assuming they're going to be tested they're going to be part of a yeah. clinical trial or yeah. something like that they're yeah. going to be a, the subject of the research whereas what you're talking about is with them or by them rather than to yeah. them or about them or for them yeah. so they're involved they're actually shaping the research rather than having it done to them kind of thing yeah exactly which is yeah. which is brilliant and it's also I suppose, a really great way of getting because like a lot of this research happens and the general public don't hear about it. And I think mm -hmm. when people who have lived experience of sight loss 
are involved in the research, then it's more relevant to the people yeah. with lived experience. So it's more useful maybe. And also then, like you're saying, with them writing up, maybe helping to write up with the results and present the results, then maybe mm -hmm. the general public who might be affected by sight loss will hear about that research easier and understand yeah. it better. And that probably brings you to your the events that you run every year. And I know you've got a big one coming up, um, Ellen, that you're involved in. Yeah, thanks, Clodagh. So we're actually, um, as you said, we, we've been running a regular retina conference every year for like nearly over 20 years. Yeah. And we're building on that success. And we're actually, we're hosting um, a Congress next year, next summer in Dublin called, it's be the Retina International World Congress. Brilliant. So um, Oren was asking earlier about, um, you know, are we associated with Foundation of Fighting Blindness in the US? And we are associated them, with them through a, a membership organization called Retina International. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so Retin International is a global organization. It's like an umbrella organization of um, 40 plus charities um, next June. It'll be taking place in the, um, the Radisson Blue and the Dublin Royal Convention Centre. Wow. And we're really excited about this event because it's, you know, it's building on our previous success um, of running the annual Retina Conference. But we're going to be bringing together, you know, Retin International members from all across the world, from the States, from Canada, from New Zealand and Australia. And um, the theme of the conference is going to be targeting the cure. So we're, um, our aim is to kind of bring all the key stakeholders together into a room. And that's with a view to drive the progression of potential therapies for retinal diseases like IRDs and AMD. Yeah. Wow. And, and what kind of therapies or, or what kind of uh, results do you have already? Or what do you expect? Uh, have, uh, I'm, I'm also RP and I learned also, well, uh, Orn as well. Is it? Uh, do we have some nice, uh, yeah, things to, to come? look forward to? Yeah. <laughs> there, there is, and there's, there's always potential therapies, you know, in the pipeline. Um, okay. I suppose what we're trying to kind of, you know, what can be challenging at the moment is now like there's been a lot of, you know, um, I suppose focus on kind of gene therapies, but the mm. challenge with that is sometimes it's like they're they're so expensive yeah. that you know yeah. a gene therapy for like um, a disease that's caused by one mutation. That's only um, that that's only available to me a small pool of people. Yeah. So there's a a lot of exciting research going on at the moment that are um that are called gene agnostic therapies, okay. where basically um you know one therapy is going to kind of cover a wide range of disease causing variants. Oh, um, that's interesting. And also, yeah. So there's a, there is a lot of exciting things happening in the space. Like it has been, you know, I think it's been a challenging couple of years for the community with COVID and everything. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then like you know. You know, I know it's kind of times to be something we mentioned um, in the newspaper saying, oh, a new therapy is coming online and then it doesn't get through the regulatory challenges, you know. So that's why we want to bring everyone into the room, like bring mm. the doctors, the ophthalmologists, the researchers, you know, the regulators. So like, you know, like the likes of the um, the Irish HPRA and the European EMA um, mm. about kind of like, you know, what's important to patients, you know, in terms of kind of like, what do they want out of therapies? There can be a lot of focus on the restoration of vision, but also we know okay. from talking to our members, a lot of patients will be like, well, I'd actually love to know if I could, you know, stabilize my vision for the next yeah. 10 or 20 years. Yeah. yeah. And do you have also a looking, uh, do you look also to artificial aids like implants or, or something or? A... Yes, we're, we'll be um, looking at a, a variety of things. So we're, it's quite a, going to be quite a large conference, so we're, we hope that we're going to be able to cover a wide variety of topics and wide variety mm. of therapies and, and potential therapies and you know implants and whatnot. And are you going to be doing your you normally in your your usual retina conference? And I understand this is a much bigger 
event you're taking on for next year. Um, but are you going to do your public engagement day as well? We are, and we're going to kind of we're basically we're basically building on our retina model, where we'll have, um, as I mentioned, it's a four-day conference. So yeah. the first couple of days will be kind of um, be where the Retina International membership comes together, kind of for say like you know their catch-ups and their AGMs, and then it like it broadens out into the bigger conference. So Friday, June seven, we'll have our scientific day, and then the the Saturday will be our public and patient engagement day. But it'll just be it'll be much larger in comparison to previous years. Okay. And we did Brilliant. we did actually um fighting blindness did host the same congress but it was back in 1990 oh, wow. um, sure. so it was actually based in trinity college that time and again it was kind of a, quite a broad uh, range of stakeholders were brought together we're hoping to open up registration system in kind of late october early november okay. so if people are interested in attending um please you know keep an eye out and um, we have um we've a dedicated linkedin page and we've a dedicated twitter account for the conference brilliant and um, i can we can put up a uh, pass on those details um, for your Brilliant. website and we'll, um, yeah, we'll advertise those then in October and, and put them in our show notes and all that'd that be fantastic thank you this might be a difficult question to answer but in your sort of experience of just watching the kind of research that's happened let's say over the last 20 years what's been the biggest thing maybe that we that we might be starting to see now because as you said sometimes the research can take a while to materialize yeah what's been the big breakthroughs do you think I think one thing for thing would stand out for me is that more and more patients are getting access to genetic testing mm. and they're learning what what is causing their disease. Now, I know that's not the case for all patients. The technology is just improving by the day in terms of gene therapies and, you know, and, you know, all the options that are available. I think the gene therapies has been an, an awful lot of focus on them really in the past probably 20 years. So that's kind of in terms of clinical trials, some of them are the furthest, furthest along in terms of right. treatments. Um, yeah. And we do have Luxterna, but it is only for, you know, specific um, types of ORP and LCA. So, um, you know, what's that it, just, that actually, what's LCA? It's Liebert's congenital aurosis. Oh, yes. It's another, it's, yeah. Um, but Luxterna is approved for treatment in that uh, and I think wasn't there wasn't there something released for was it dry AMD or wet AMD about five, 10 years ago Lucerna I think is the name of it mm. I know virtually nothing about it but there was a drug it was a pretty big thing at the time uh, yeah injections or something yeah yeah. yeah 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 my dad yeah. is yeah. using it as well yeah that would be for wet AMD yeah wet AMD yeah so they yeah. that again yeah is great um but it is an injection I think it's maybe every six to eight weeks I, the person has to receive so mm. there's a lot of research in the area of trying to find something that maybe doesn't need to be injected mm. as much because it is very it's very invasive and very mm. stressful procedure because they in inject directly into your eyeball don't they yeah so they do yeah so you have to a... yeah yeah but yeah. i learned also from my dad that he was not so scared you know it was also oh, really? not painful no no it was uh well, that's maybe good to hear. Yeah, yeah yeah it was yeah. quite relaxed uh, he did not go with fear to the uh, to the doctor to be honest he was okay yeah. that's impressive yeah, it was okay yeah you'd have had to knock me out with a hammer before before doing <laughs> something like that to ah, me. <laughs> okay but anyway yeah. um i think wow, we find brilliant. that our our membership and what we hear is it's kind of the, the the traveling aspect of it that people have to travel Oh, yeah. Every few weeks that, you know, sometimes um, people up in Donegal have to like travel to Galway or oh, different yeah. places. So it's, uh, I guess it's the inconvenience of what comes with that. 
and then you have to travel yeah. back after an injection. Maybe you're not feeling great. I don't know if yeah. people might be yeah. tired after it or something. Is there also a specific diet uh, what you can uh, advise? Because that was in, in my early days, they advised to eat a lot of fish, etc. You know, yeah. uh, is that yeah. is that true or is it was it? Uh, yeah, I think it's just, it obviously yet we would um, obviously we can't give out medical advice, but we always no. you know for our. our um, the, our clinical colleagues would always stress, you know, the importance of kind of good diet and minimizing, oh, yeah. you know, you know, minimizing alcohol and um, limiting smoking or giving it up completely where possible. Beer, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, um, you know, exercise, you know, in, you know, in accordance to what, you know, your advice from your GP and um, yeah. just, just the simple things, like a lot of the things are kind of like, you know, it's um, general health, just general, just general really. good health. Yeah. Mm. Okay. I think this is really good because it means that Jan and Oren need to become more health conscious. My <laughs> eye condition is not <laughs> related no, to that. And you can relax. You can, I can have relax. a sleep. I can see you again tomorrow. Right? Right? <laughs> well, well, actually, my eye condition is related to my brain, so maybe that's even worse. Oh. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Anyway. Because there's nothing up there? Yeah. yeah well, that, that's the problem. That is oh, the problem. Oh, you are so bold. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And are, are you looking um, for any uh, research, um, sorry, uh, any volunteers at the moment for any of your, any of your projects that are go ongoing? Either in terms of research subjects or in terms of um, public and patient contributors? I guess in terms of the subjects, there's the target 5,000 if people are eligible. So that's, I guess, people who have maybe a clinical diagnosis of an inherited retinal disease. Um, that's actively always recruiting for people, but that's that would be done through your ophthalmologist. Um, oh, so they would kind of sign you up through that, or you know, you can even ask your GP or get in contact with ourselves at Fighting Blindness and we can refer you on to one of the, the clinical sites. Our researchers, they would recruit the, the people to the studies themselves. So I don't know if there's anyone actively recruiting at the moment, actually. Yeah. Um, but you're not looking for PPI uh, contributors at the moment? In terms of PPI, yes, I guess we always are. So we have um, a network called uh, the Visually Impaired Persons Network. And this is a network of people, um, people sign up who are interested in becoming involved in research and our advocacy activities. So that we're always looking for people to get involved um, and yeah, would re really, uh, push it actually for people to to get involved so people sign up to the network um, and what happens then is to kind of receive information about opportunities available so anything that kind of comes into us that we think is of interest it might come from a company it might come from one of our researchers we would pass it on to that the network and people who are interested can kind of sign up that way Very good. um and then we also have things internally within fighting blindness ourselves. So we recently held a focus group around science communications. Ooh. So like we said, there's so much research that we fund, but actually getting that information out to the public is really difficult. So we yeah. brought together this focus group to try and figure out how we could do that better, basically. That's um, really good. So that was people who'd signed up to the network and um, volunteered for that. Hmm. Um, and we also had a coffee morning very recently where people who, again, who had signed up to the network had a coffee morning with some of the early, early stage researchers that we fund. Brilliant. So it was just kind of an informal way for people to learn about research and meet researchers 
and also for researchers to meet people affected by vision loss as well. So has there been a good response to that? I guess it was the first time we ran that event, but we're very keen to keep running events like that. Yeah. Um, and but I think it's just trying to find the time that suits people. Yeah, and I suppose if it's in person, people have to travel and stuff like that but it is I think it's great I think it's a great idea because it's always good to hear and understand more about research as a Mm -hmm. as a member of the general public or as a person with with lived experience of sight loss but also I think for the researchers you're talking about it's great for them to talk directly to somebody who's living with a condition that they that they may understand in great detail scientifically but from Mm -hmm. an actual lived experience point of view they may not necessarily have thought of all the aspects of it you know no, we were very happy with, with how it went and there was positive feedback. So we're, yeah, like I said, we'd be very keen to keep it going and Great. get as many people from the VIP network involved. And yeah. Uh, do you mind if I just, uh, just ask what other, just moving away from the research on that for just a minute, what other supports do Fighting Blindness offer to, to uh, service users? So our counselling service is coming back on board. We were recruiting a head of support so that person now will start in June. and um, So right. that's like one-on-one counselling and that can be in person, kind of over the phone, virtual. Um, so there, there's that. But we also have a number of different groups um, that actually all at the moment, I think, run virtually. Yeah. Um, and bef- before COVID, they would have been in person. So there's like a technology group. Uh, there's a group for um, partners or family members of people affected by sight loss. It's kind of a connections group, which is like a coffee morning group um, and a mindfulness there. We had mindfulness as well. Brilliant. So, yeah, there's a lot of different groups and that they're actually very well attended. They do really great, actually. I was just going to say I'm an actually a member of the partners group, the support group, and it's absolutely brilliant. Um, oh, I definitely recommend that for um it's yeah. it's for partners of people with with sight loss but there's Let's the other, honest, the other your, ones your are... list is usually a lot bigger because you know there, there are that, so and many just to be... there's so many issues that i bring to you, you know, just to be clear it's not a binge fest to, to say, you know, and orin won't do this and orin won't do no, that no that's like, not what no, it is at all no no because often what it is well there's that but no that's not no 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 it's not like that at all but it's kind of you know even just um, even just knowing that you're not alone, you know, even just knowing that there's other people who are who are dealing with the same stuff and that they may have found a solution that you might not have considered, you know. I'm just thinking about your your uh, 20 million uh, pounds that you've, you've mm-hmm. spent over the last number of years. Um, Jan and I and Stuart and Clodagh would like to go to the Formula One Grand Prix in uh, Sandvoort in September. And we're just wondering if we were to put in a submission uh, for research, and it would be a research project. Let's, let's not make the bones about it. It would be a research project. And the fact that we might do a, you might, a live you might get podcast your, as well. You might you? get your vision back on the side of the track. You never know. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, any, anything's possible. Yeah. Sound waves or something. I think we should go for it. Yeah, we should go for it. So you can always uh, submit, you know, there's always yeah, yeah. <laughs> all, all proposals are welcome, I'm sure. I, for, I, su- for I suspect they only fund um, health related research. But 
Well, uh, but if you uh, give them a few quid, they might I mean, if, you're, if you're on the grid, then our health could be very much an issue if we were uh, <laughs> trying, to, trying to get across the, the grid before the uh, ongoing, ongoing well, cars uh, hit us. But no, listen, thank you very much for taking the time to talk to us. Uh, we really do appreciate it because we know you're, you're very busy and uh, you've, got a, you've got a busy schedule uh, through the summer coming, coming up. So uh, we really do appreciate you, you coming on the podcast. Yep. No, thanks so much for having us. Yeah. Thanks, folks. Thanks for having us. Thanks Take care. Much. Thanks, Thank Rachel. Thank Thanks, Ellen. Thanks. Questions and stories and feedback <laughs> are plenty from all our listeners. We have about 20, 20. sending a mail as they're sipping a book. Thank you, dear listener, because we do love you. Don't oh, burn yeah. yourself. Otis in Baltimore, Derry in Dublin, Gordon in Scotland, Thank you, though, everyone. We love you so. Distortion now on let's have more email. Go, close Go, get a go. Hey. That, I tell you, every every time, as I said last time, that Achai is getting more gusto. By the time we get to really episode is. 80, Oren will be outside the window, I think. I know, yeah. I know. It's, it's Oren will be collapsing the floor. Burst a blood vessel if you're not careful. Uh, um, your man's Hello, name Clara. is Chris. Hi. Hey, yeah. Your man's name is Chris McCausland. Chris McCausland. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and yeah, the program yeah, yeah, is called yeah. Wonders of the World I Cannot I Can't See. Mm. I'll put a link in the show notes. Yeah, and it's available on that. What, what do you call it? You know, the catch up. So I think it's I think it's playing on Channel Four each week, and the first week was last week. Um, okay. But I think it's all I think all the episodes are now available on. What is it? It's the Channel Four. Channel Four. It's, it's, it's just you know. called Channel Four now, isn't it? It's just so, called yeah. Four. And four I have to say, you know, you have to say fair play to Channel Four. No geo blocking, no messing, just yeah. Yeah. And, a, and a fair amount of all you described content. And as I would well. be, I yeah. would be very Ooh. interested because uh, I would be very interested. It is audio described, and I would be very interested to know what people's views of the audio description, particularly because the only show we've seen so oh, far, yeah. the episode is Harry Hill. I would be very interested to know what you think of the audio description. Okay. Uh, because don't don't, till, don't show don't, your okay. hand. Yet. Okay, okay. Okay. I won't. Let them I won't. decide. Right, so let's okay. let's let's feed back on the next show. Is what we think. Yeah. yeah. Let them decide. Okay. We'll pop that in. There was a few other things you guys mentioned. Oh, really? Oh yeah, the one cup kettle. It's the one we have. I researched because Stuart, it's a really good point about the temperature of the water, and and my beloved mother was very much, you know, if the water wasn't boiling, she didn't want to know. So I researched all the one cup kettles available at the time when we bought it. And the one that did the hottest water at the time was the Breville hot cup. Some of them reduce the maximum heat that the water can go to for safety reasons. Ah. So you're getting, you know, so very not very far okay. from tepid water, which that doesn't make good to be special people using because blind people couldn't. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly, you might, you might okay. right. yeah. too Safe, stupid to be able secure. to keep your fingers away from the stream yeah. of hot yeah. water. Yeah. Anyway, so Still it's hot, Breville hot you know. cup. It's very energy efficient. It's much more energy efficient than a kettle because you're literally just boiling the amount that you want. And there's a dial on the top that you can uh, change depending on the size of your cup. So Oren has a little afternoon cup that's just like half a cup, really. And then in, oh. at night time, he has a big, a big mug, a big, big really? roundy big mug. Cup, yeah. yeah, so big man, he knows where to put the <laughs> dial in, yeah. <laughs> in order to have the size of cup that he wants. 
Um, but how does good, he yeah. how does he know? Do you, surely you have to put the same amount of water. Do you, you just fill it with water regardless, is it? And then just turn the yeah, dial. Yeah. So there's a little tank in the back, and I suppose that's the only hard bit. Orin has never filled that tank because. Uh, hold on a second. Oh, <laughs> hold on a second. La- guys, would you like to take this off air and then come back to us? Jan and I will continue with the show. Yeah. Yeah. I think we've ever continued. I don't think. No, I know. In fairness, I think I have because I think there's been a couple of there were a few times when you were you know down do for work away. Mm. over a couple of days and I did have to maybe fill it once. Oh, yeah. What does it mean without a cup of tea? I know. Now, Claude, I know. Was, yeah. Claude, was that the day he also washed his dishes? I wonder. It might be. Oh, well, I put them oh in Oh, my the God. I'll well, check I my diary. <laughs> he put them in the dishwasher. Yeah. <laughs> 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 it only happened once. And then and no, Larry and I looked at each other and went, what do we do now? Then Larry pressed the right button. It has, the tank is, I can't remember, is it 1.4 or 1.7 litres? So, in theory... You know, if you fill it, it would do you. It would do one person for a day or a day and a half, depending on how much tea they're drinking. Um, and Orin doesn't actually yeah. drink all that much tea, in fairness to you. No, um, but I do. I do like it. I do like a cup of tea. It's very. It's a very easy little thing to use. Yeah. Yeah. It is. And uh, may I ask also, do you drink your tea with milk or, and no. sugar or no. sugar? Yes, which I'm trying to cut cut down on. Not doing oh. very successful. That, in fairness, no, he no. doesn't take sugar. He takes um, stevia, like a natural sweetener. Oh, the natural, oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, rather than sugar. Mm. And, and you, yeah. Stuart, how do you take uh, it? I take it with milk, only but a small, really? a, a, a splash of milk, as they say. Splash um, of milk, whoa. Man. A splash, but a, only a small splash. I don't drink tea splash. at all. Claude drinks boiling water. I drink boiling very, water. Very, very easy, easy oh. guest, Claude. I'm only very water. Cheap. I'm a cheap date. <laughs> I like cold water and I like hot water. But it's interesting. Yeah. And then oh, yeah. the other thing you mentioned oh, yeah. that I thought was interesting was the smell of the lightning. I've no idea, and it's an interesting idea, and I must read up on it. But I do know that um, if any of our listeners have ever gotten their eyes lasered, and I have, um, there's a powerful smell of cooking rashers or bacon or whatever you want to uh, call it. Really? Yeah, it's it's wow. completely gross, but that's exactly what it smells like. Luckily, I was warned in advance, so I was there trying to breathe through my mouth and not my nose, so I wouldn't smell yeah. my own eyes smelling like bacon. But yeah, it does, it does. Okay. Um, is it sore, Claudia? Do you, do no, you, you just not. feel heat, is it? You just you feel don't like feel the heat. Of the You're not aware no? of the feeling at all, really. Okay. How do you not move um, your eyes? Because okay. they numb, they put Where in you drops to numb oh. your eyes. Oh. That's funny. Um, but it's scary because, you know, you'd be a bit wound up about it because you know what they're going to do. And there's about nine people in the room and they all have a little job. Like Jan's dad getting the injections into his eyes, though. That's yeah, yeah, yeah. That's scary. Yeah, yeah. 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 yeah funny, yeah, is that? Uh, yeah. But, but he never uh, was nervous about it. That is so funny. Wow. Yeah. I'd be yeah. very scared of that now. Yeah, say. me too. The other thing I wanted to share with you guys um, is a friend of ours that I think we might have mentioned on the show before, maybe not by name. But our friend um, Antonia, who is um, living here since the uh, war in the Ukraine started, she Ooh. starred in Sunday Miscellany this morning. Now, we're recording this on the oh, 25th wow. of June. Now, I don't know if many people would know about Sunday Miscellany. It's a, it's a radio program on a Sunday morning, and it's just little, small kind of re- recording stories um, by different people. And she opened it, and she talked about how um, dancing the tango helped her cope with her trauma 
um, and how she feels embraced by the people of Ireland. And it's a really beautiful piece mm. and really okay. moving. So I'll put I'll put, put a link in the show, show notes. Put a link, yeah, yeah, yeah. please. Yeah. Okay. So um, we got an email about 10 days ago from the lovely Nora in Boston, who okay. was part of our Christmas show. Was it last year, Oren? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yes, yeah, I think yeah. so. With yeah. the shepherd, She's you know, German shepherd. That's right. That's right. Yes. That's right. Yeah, yeah. 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 well remember speaking voice as well. As far, as far she as does remember. have yeah. a gorgeous yeah. voice. Yeah. Great voice for radio. Yeah. Nora was very, very embarrassed because I remember with the question we asked or I asked was, oh, what was, was what, what was the sandwich that we used to give the uh, patients who we were we were injecting oh. with the uh, with the COVID nineteen vaccine. vaccine? And she said, I can't believe I know this, but is it ham and cheese? And she got. <laughs> Got it right. <laughs> <laughs> she's, a she's a loyal listener. What she, is. she is a loyal yeah, listener. Fan. She's wonderful. But wait till you hear. She, so she sends an email. I'll, I'll read it out. Hello, guys and Cloda. First off, the weather here is very mild and pleasant at the moment. Sorry to not have not written before now. I binge listened to the podcast and I'm catching up. I've been adding to this email in bits and pieces for months. Here are some comments on random past topics in no particular order. Guide dogs can be trained to ride escalators. My dog, also named Larry, as you may recall, which we did, mm -hmm. uh, is trained on them. And we take escalators almost every day. So that is Ooh, good to know. And Oren, we must uh, follow up on that, get Larry yeah. trained up on escalators. Yeah. On the subject of travel with the guide dog, Larry, her Larry, Nora's Larry, has been uh, with me on many flights, she says. We're in Boston and he's flown as far as San Francisco to the west, Miami to the south and Shannon to the east. Wow. Uh, most recently in July 2019, before <laughs> she says, before I knew about you lot. <laughs> oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Before. NB, and oh. guess what? My family and I will be arriving in Ireland on the 18th of June, heading home on the 29th. We'll be in Dublin over the weekend. So hey. they're here right now. Yeah. Um, I'll continue this, Orin, and then we can chat. Yep. Um, guide dog bias is a growing issue here in the US. Guide dog users like myself have. Um, find using rideshare services like Uber and Lyft, the two biggest here, very difficult. A gross oversimplification has to do with religious and cultural objections on the part of the mm. rideshare drivers. Yeah. Islam and Judaism consider dogs unclean, not yeah. belonging in homes or other places where people are. And many yeah. other cultures do not have dogs as pets and dislike them. Others, like people from India, can be very fearful of dogs. Many dogs in India are not neutered or vaccinated, and you've probably seen the news reports of packs of wild dogs attacking people. I haven't actually mm. seen that. Um, also, of the 40,000 people who die from rabies each year, the vast majority are from India and infected by dog bite. The problems can also vary by uh, dog breed. My Larry is a 45-kilo Alsatian, and many people are fearful of Alsatians because of their associations with the military or police, which is a very good point. Problems in other settings are often exacerbated by untrained or poorly trained, in inverted commas, emotional support or phony service animals. Long, long story. And yes, it is indeed, Nora. We could talk about that all day. We sh maybe we should do a whole episode on it. Yeah. So that, yeah, that's true. That's very true. So she goes on then to talk about Swarovski uh, canes. You remember there a good Ooh, while yeah, ago no. we were talking yeah. about yeah. The, the canes we like and we Swarovskis. put in a link in the, sh in the show notes about them and where to get them and stuff. So Nora says, I got some. They're fabulous. They're not distributed in the US except by a blind guy in California who claims to be able to 
<laughs> he claims to be able to ride a bike using echolocation and oh, facial recognition. Oh, that's Dan Kish. Oh, stupid yeah. guy. Yeah. Dan Kish. Do you yeah. know him? Sure. Yeah. 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 What's his name? Yeah. Uh, so his name is Dan Kish. He's a yeah. oh, right. he's an orientation and mobility uh, My guy. God, what a There's guy. another guy actually, Jan. You might have heard of this guy in Switzerland who's doing the same thing now. Oh really? Um, no, I don't a, know about him. A, 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 a mobility he's, officer. He's, he's doing yoga like. Yeah. You know. <laughs> No, because apparently they, now, to, to be fair, I, I was talking to a mobility officer the other day who was blown away by this guy and thought he was like, and I said, no, 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 a little no, bit of no, grain no. of salt with yeah. this. But anyway. I, I heard even a story from a Belgium guy. Uh, well, you know, the relationship a Dutch Belgium guy, you know, we yeah. always think they're different. <laughs> and he could he, he was using it to identify colors even. You know? <laughs> oh, come on. Uh, no. Can you imagine? Know, you, you know where, there is a, what's that thing called photo photo? What's it? Photokinesis or something? What's it? Photo? Oh, uh, kinesthesia. People can see. That's it. Kinesthesia, kinesthesia where people yes. can see colors. So you never um, know what people are now interested. there there is a I will just say very because I know we're gonna I think we get some criticism about this by the way or something yeah, we'll, that's we'll good, write in you know I like um, some criticism come on so I I use echolocation <laughs> but these guys yeah, I think claim to do. use it without a mobility aid I think yeah. You, yeah do need yeah. something yeah. with you. No, I use I mean, it you also use it on a day to day basis. You know, you use it all the time. You use it automatically. Yeah. Without thinking about it. Yeah. But don't make a big fuss out of it. Come on. But you also use We're your guide dog bets. or your cane, right? Yeah, uh, absolutely. You're not just walking well, yeah. in front exactly. of the... Yeah. Exactly. So anyway, she says about your man with the echolocation in brackets, totally bonkers. <laughs> oh. um, anyway, I was able to make a private order and have shown them around. People have been very impressed by the quality, weight, etc. Thank you for recommending them. Is there any place where I can buy them in person when I'm in Ireland or do you just mail order? Yeah, everybody just mail orders because mail orders, they're not there's no here either. distribution network here either. Come on, get onto the bit where we meet Nora. Come on. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We oh, here, but how many drinks did, did you, you meet Nora? Did you meet Nora? We did. We did. Meet we did. Nora. Hang on, wait a sec. Audio description. Oh, no. Big debates. Audio description. Big debates um, uh, about it here. Cult cultural competence is a hot topic. For example, how does a describer address race, gender, age, status, etc.? Should they address them at all? Another AD trend in the US is to have people describe themselves in Zoom meetings for the benefit of visually impaired attendees. Yeah. All it really does is let you know what the person wants you to notice about them, like the slogan on their T-shirt or the art and or poster on their wall or their hair color or their jewelry or whatever. So it doesn't give the visual information that sighted attendees actually get. But you do learn quite a bit about about people based on their descriptions. Yeah. Um, so then she goes on to talk about claw drinks. That would be white claws. I think that's a good while ago now. As in, anyway, like Mrs. Claus? No? Oh, no. I can't Sorry. remember. No, I think it was a, it was a, I think it was it was it was a drink I was talking about. The book I was reading about a guy oh, who goes yeah. into foreign America. Oh, he's, he's a spy. Mm. He's Jack Reacher, I think, wasn't it? Yeah. He's a cla drinker, like cla no. like a clad. You were asking Derry, I think. I was yeah. asking yeah, Derry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's Derry, right. Derry was so too busy having a pint or having a beer. That's so, it. So uh, Nora says Nora says that would be white claws, C L A W S. They are essentially alcoholic fizzy water and beloved by the under 30s it's www.whiteclaw.com they says. sound like um alco pops don't they yeah they do. Yeah, yeah it sounds a bit weird yeah. um if you ever need an american fill-in correspondent give me a shout we will Nora. we will, we will. Yeah, and then sure. she goes on to say we would love to buy um any and slash or all of you a pint when we're in Dublin. In addition to Larry, I'll be with my husband, Jeff, and my son, James. James just turned 23 and graduated from the University of Rhode Island with a degree in mechanical engineering. This trip is part of his graduation present. We oh. already have a booking for the Guinness factory at lunchtime on Saturday and Newgrange for lunchtime on Sunday. 
uh, any recommendations or blindy tips will be much appreciated. Okay, we'll stop blathering. Hope you're all so, well. So we Nora did meet Nora. So how did she get on, guys? Yeah. Very yeah, well. we, we, did, met, we did meet her, yeah. We met her on, yeah, we met her on uh, Friday of uh, last week, and we met Jeff and her, her son, James, and, and we met Larry. Oh, Larry was there too. So we had two Larrys, yeah. So Larry when Larry met Larry kind of thing. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. We didn't yeah, record anything, though. Maybe we should have. No, yeah. um, but we had a great time. They're a lovely family, and um, the two the two Larrys were they they were quite fond of each other, weren't they? They were, they were yeah. nice and calm, yeah. which was good. Yeah. At, at one point, my own uh, Larry had his nose inside Nora's uh, coat pocket. Uh, pocket because <laughs> yeah. uh, she was feeding the other Larry some treats uh, and from that pocket, and uh, he yeah. Larry was trying to uh, get in on the action. Get in on the action. Yeah. But did you make a small recording out of it? Did you uh, record your meeting? Do you know we should have? We should have. We, hey. no. we yeah, went up to the blue light. Yeah, oh, where's the blue light, Claudia? It's a pub just on the way up the Dublin mountains, basically. Oh wow! It's kind of a so you know trendy yeah, we place. We sat outside a and, and it was a lovely, it was a lovely evening, and we had a good conversation about what uh, Nora has talked about in the email. Yeah. Uh, particularly about the Uber, which I was very surprised yeah, about. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That, yeah, she, she's getting kind of refused uh, on a fairly regular That's basis. Not good. Yeah. Um, mm. Yeah. Not good. Uh, but the peculiar, no. the funny thing is, uh, not, and it's not funny, sorry, is that uh, uh, James, who has just uh, uh, qualified uh, or uh, um, graduated, graduated from college uh, in Rhode Island, um, is, an, uh, is an engineer. And, and his daddy's an engineer. And his daddy's an engineer. And I think it was last year, I think it was last year, but I can't exactly remember when. But he, uh, the this Titan uh, sur uh, submersible, was uh, brought to uh, their college in Rhode Island, and he was actually in it. Wow! Um, and I, when so I he asked didn't go him, under the water, he didn't though. go under the water or anything. They were just they were in it. It was off. It was on land. And I asked him what was it like, and the only words he could describe it says it's very cramped. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can imagine. <laughs> Yeah. But yeah. That was, I thought that was Very kind of amazing because only a few mm. days before that we had heard. We've been hearing so much about it. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. But we we uh, enjoyed our chat with Nora. It was lovely, and Jeff. Oh, it was and, lovely uh, to Larry meet them, and James. There is an addendum she, to her email. Hello, Jens and Cloda. One more thing, Randolph Shepherd. The Randolph Shepherd Act really has nothing oh, yes. to do with vending machines. Do you remember you were talking about vending machines? Yes, that was me. Yeah. Sorry, yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's it. She said it gave blind people exclusive access to vending stands or small shops in federal and state office buildings. So the blind people aren't filling the, the vending machines. They're essentially running a small convenience store or takeaway mm. in the lobby of an office building. Our vending Thank machines you, also completely stink when it comes to accessibility, Nora says, for all of the reasons that you've already so eloquently described. Um, hello, gang. This Guess who this is from? Get, hello, gang. I've attached a voice memo about ChatGPT with some of my random thoughts on it. I hope the sound quality is okay. And to save Cloda, needing to research the Scots phrase, go on yourself. Go on oh. yourself, it says. It translates literally as go on yourself, and it is a call of encouragement to someone to continue doing what they are doing. It's often heard at football matches, but I thought Oren deserved it for his excellent... Oh, hi! <laughs> oh, man, Blind Gordon. Gordon, Blind yeah. Gordon. Hello, guys, hey. and of course, Cloda. Okay. It's Blind Gordon from Scotland here. Um, hey. I want to say a few words about chat GPT, uh, but yeah. before I get into that, a couple of other yeah. things. The weather here is very unusual for Scotland in that the sun has been shining for a few weeks now <laughs> and everybody is absolutely sweltering. So I apologise if there's any background noise because we've got a lot of windows open here and you, you may hear things from the street. 
Um, the other thing I would like to say is thanks to Orden for his ochai. Um, <laughs> I do have a good laugh every time I hear that. Uh, you say it, Orden, with more gusto than I've ever heard any Scot actually say it. <laughs> I will come to that. Since my grandmother died many years ago, I don't think I've ever heard anyone in Scotland say ochai, but you carry on. As we say, go on yourself. Anyway, chat GPT. As you know, I uh, I write books and I do quite a bit of research for them, believe it or not. And uh, I was trying to check up on a couple of things. And I wanted to know the relative position of two cities in northwest Italy. That's the cities of Milan and Turin. I wanted to know where Turin was in relation to Milan. So um, I got in touch with a member of my vast research team <laughs> and he came back and uh, he looked at a map and told me Turin lies to the southwest of Milan. And then I thought, I wonder if I could ask ChatGPT that question. It's fairly basic. Uh, so I opened up ChatGPT and asked which direction is Turin in relation to Milan and it told me that Turin is northwest of Milan. Uh -oh. hey. So I asked, oh are you sure about that? And it said, oh no, I'm sorry, it's actually northeast of Milan. Uh and then oh I uh, answered and said, uh, I don't think that's correct. And it came back and told me, no, no, you're right, Turin is southwest of Milan. Oh. <laughs> so my final uh, question to it was, well, I've now asked you three times and you've given me three different answers, so which one is it? And it came back and apologised and said that Turin is actually due west of Milan. <laughs> so a uh, bit of a fail there on that one, on what I thought was a fairly basic thing. Yeah. And another one I was doing a bit of research on a rather um, obscure character uh, from, uh, from Roman history who is going to feature briefly in one of my stories. And if it's a known historical person, I like to try and get the physical description, you know, more or less accurate. So um, I asked it to give me a physical description of this Roman character and it came back and said it couldn't do that because there are no known images of him. And I then asked it, well, what about images on coins? And it assured me that while coins are wonderful and can tell us lots of things, that there are no surviving coins uh, issued on behalf of this particular uh, usurper. And then I went to Wikipedia and uh, dialed up the guy's name, and Wikipedia has a picture of a coin issued on behalf of this oh, person. Oh so again, major fail from ChatGPT. So um, it might be wonderful for a lot of things, but in terms of doing my research, I'm afraid it's not very good, even though the information is definitely out there somewhere. I don't know where it's pulling its things from, but yeah. uh, it's definitely not all that trustworthy. I mean, some people think that AI is going to take over the world, and I suppose it may do, and it will have an effect on some people's jobs. But quite frankly, I think the only way it will conquer the world is if too many people are gullible enough to believe every answer it gives you first off. Yeah. Uh, quite frankly, if I'm doing research, I'd rather do an old-fashioned Google search and get lots of different alternative ideas rather than get one which is stated with absolute conviction but could be absolutely wrong. Well, yeah, anyway, that's enough rabbiting on from me. Always enjoy the show. Keep up the great work. Speak soon. Bye. Thanks, Blank Garden. Wow, thanks. It's, re it's yep. really interesting, yeah. And, and of course, 
it's part of the problem, I think, with ChatGPT because it's part of it's it's uh, for for looking up facts and stuff that are maybe more more where it has to connect to the internet. It's it doesn't have, of course, because it has its database. I think stops in twenty twenty one or something. Although I'm surprised it didn't get the thing about the coins. Yeah. Yeah, but you see, yeah. the other thing is that there's um, Wikipedia isn't exactly. Uh, it's not. No. It's no. Not you know, because anyone ideally can edit it. Reliable no. either. Yeah. No. Yeah. No. Um, and I've just looked up Google Maps now to look at Milan, and Turin and how they are, and I would say, that Turin is to the west southwest of Milan. Oh. You see, Gordon. No, hope yeah, that helps your research. Yeah. We'll take ten percent of the profits. Thank you. We have a voicemail from the lovely Salim as well, if you want to play it. Hi, blind guys and Cloda. I hope you all are keeping well. So, Stuart has assigned me a task, which is how can we copy text from ChatGPT iOS app to uh, anywhere, say notes or email, so we can you know send it to where we want. So, I'm going to demonstrate uh, how to do this. You... Uh, so let's see, uh, I have the ChatGPT app launched. So let me just unlock my phone. 941, P colon, N colon. Okay, so ChatGPT. I'm going to ask it a question first, and then we can copy uh, the text into an email, for example. So let me ask it, uh, what is the population of Ireland? Yeah, let's do that one. New message, text field, new message. I'm going to use my dictation to ask the question. Be much quicker. Dictate button. What is the population of Ireland? New message. What is the population of Ireland? Okay. This is my question. I'm going to flick right to ask you the question. Sent button. Sent dimmed. As of my knowledge cutoff in September 2021, the population of Ireland was approximately 4.9 million people. However, please note that population figures can change over time due to factors such as births, deaths, and migration. For the most up-to-date population information, I recommend referring to official sources or conducting an online search. Okay, so we got the text that we want. Now, how do we copy it? Well, as Stuart, I think, mentioned, uh, you can just use your four-finger quadruple tap to copy that last phrase to clipboard, but we don't want that because there's other stuff in there uh, that is not necessary and stuff like that. So the way to do it is by double tapping and holding your finger, one finger on the text, and that should bring up a menu. So let's do that. As of my knowledge cutoff in September 2021, the population of Ireland was approximately 4.9 million people. However, select copy button, copy button. Right, so we have the uh, menu. So the first option is copy menu. Sorry, copy button. Select text button. Select text. Regenerate response button. Regenerate response. Good response button. Good response. Bad response button. Bad response. Cap high. And that's pretty much it in that menu. So what we're really interested in is the first option, which is copy. Co dismiss copy button. Double tap here. New message text field is that copy the message. Oh, sorry, the the text rather. And I'm going to go into, anyway, you can go anywhere. I'm going to just demonstrate this using the mail app. Doc, mail, no unread email. Okay. Sorry. So let me just uh, compose. Toolbar, compose to text field, message content, message box, insertion point at start. Okay. So we're in the, the place that we want to copy, uh, paste the text. So what we're going to do is use our gesture, um, which is, you know, moving through the rotor. So 
using the you know the twisty command or the command twisty gesture so it's like two fingers and moving the dial to the right to go through the options and we're gonna find the edit um, option I'm gonna flick one with one finger to get to the paste option so let's do that words text select speaking rate text select speaking volume screen recognition containers headings typing mode describe image edit edit so here we are one flick uh, one finger flick down select all again scan text again paste paste double tap here to paste their content as of my knowledge cut off in September 2021 the population of Ireland was approximately 4.9 million people however please note that population figures can change over time due to factors such as births deaths and migration for the most up-to-date population information I recommend referring to official sources while conducting an online search paste okay so we have our text and it's pasted and that's how you copy and paste from ChatGPT iOS app. Um, hope you all have a good week ahead and chat to you all soon. Bye for now. Thanks, Salim. That's brilliant. Uh, yeah. Salim, fair play. See, I knew Thank Salim you. would have the answer. Very useful, Salim. Thank you very much. <laughs> She'll yeah. be using that lots. Thank Hooray. you, Salim, as always. So the final, um, final email. <laughs> 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 Is from Actually, there could be a parody there somewhere. Leave it with me. Well, mm. We've left a lot with you. L don't George laugh. Stuff. Just leave it with me. That's all I'm okay. saying. I'm busy. You should consider it left. Okay. Thank you, Claudia. <laughs> I'll say nothing. Thank um, you. This is from the lovely Erin Linson. And oh, awesome. awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Hi, BGC team. I recently came into possession of a Braille Sense 6 note taker. Oh, I used to be one of those blind people who really didn't understand why the devices were still being sold, let alone being used by blind people still. I now know why, though. It's much easier and more efficient with a Braille-only system. You don't have to worry about apps breaking, focus jumping, or even Braille display compatibility issues. My primary use for this device among my work as an accessibility tester will be emailing and testing different apps for accessibility and mobile versions of websites. Um, if yeah. given a chance, or since Stuart has one laying around somewhere in his mansion, what are the opinions of dedicated Braille devices? What I think what he means is, what are your opinions of dedicated Braille devices? I may have misread that. Enjoy the show as always, Aaron. So what are your opinions so, of dedicated Braille devices? I'm not sure as a sighted person what he's talking about. Can you explain? So I think what he's asking is what are your opinions of Braille note takers, dedicated note takers, as opposed to using okay. something like a Braille display with your iPhone? and Aaron, I suppose I'm gonna I'm gonna give a very vague answer to this because I it's very a large part of my work, but I will say that in schools, in areas rather where kids are being introduced to Braille, um, introducing Braille with a mainstream device is maybe not the easiest. So these give a nice safe way, I think, to learn Braille and learn some basic computing at the same time. And as okay. you said, it's an efficient way to access information. I, I hope that's kind of answered it for you. Okay. Yeah. But, uh, but actually, that's a very no, diplomatic yeah. answer. Also, yeah, I am not an I'm not a user of such a dedicated uh, a Braille note machine. Yeah. But, but uh, um, yeah, what what Sue says uh, is right, and for some people, it's really uh, efficient and effective, and it's really good. And uh, yeah, it is uh, a, a real good o uh, option that you can can have. So uh, yeah, everyone should try if if they. Uh, um, when they are at Site Village or in an exhibition again. So, yeah, please do try. Yeah. Can I ask you uh, just a question on that, just apropos of nothing? Do you remember um, the, a couple of years ago, maybe more than a couple of years ago, 
there was, and I don't know, was it the Mantis? Yeah. Uh, which was basically, which was a, a, a mini QWERTY keyboard, but but had Braille, um, the Braille cells were underneath the uh, keyboard. So it yes. was it was replacing the, the Braille keyboard. I seem to, that seems to have dropped off a cliff or I'm not hearing very much about it. I think it's still around. It's um, still around. But of course, there's other things that, that Humanware have been busy with, with other Braille displays. So it may not be getting as much traction, but it's still there. Um, and again, I think works for certain people, doesn't work for others. Depends on, and I mean, um, uh, uh, going to going to some of the technology exhibitions and putting your hands on these things uh, is the best way, as Jan said, just to get a feel for them all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, okay, so that's uh, that's all our emails. So we had a, yeah, sorry, go on. Can I just uh, hijack Claude's oh, email? Oh, yes. It's that for uh, yeah. one second. Oh, yeah. Just yeah. on the technology uh, note, Jan mm. and I, well, no, uh, I guess more so Jan, is doing a little nah, slot you. on the uh, Sight and Sound webinar Wednesday event. Oh, yeah. Which is on the 5th of July. Jan's going to be talking about uh, latest features and enhancements over the last couple of versions of JAWS and Zoom Text and Fusion. And if you're thinking of upgrading, sometimes it's hard to know, well, what's changed and is it worth my while? And maybe if you're maybe two or three um, versions behind, it, 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 it can be yeah. hard to know what's worth it. Yeah. So Jan is going to uh, dispel the myths, I think. Great. Yeah. But together we will do it, you know. We're together, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So when is that yeah. happening? Um, um, well, on Wednesday week, the 5th of July yeah. at 2 p.m. Um, UK, Ireland, UK time, which is 9 a.m. in the eastern part of America or 3 p.m. where Jan lives. Yep. And go to Sight and Sound website yeah. if you Sight want to Sightandsound.co.uk, you'll get more, all the info you need. Brilliant, brilliant. front page. Okay. That's, uh, I highly recommend that because both of you have a huge amount of knowledge about uh, JAWS over many years. Just putting through the revolution payment for you right oh, now. Oh, thanks very much. Oh, yeah. yeah. oh there it is. Yeah. 50 euro. 50 euro. Oh, sorry. Get off the stage. All right, all right. Oh we're going God. on. Thank you good very luck. much for listening. Enjoy the good weather as long as it may last. Yeah. And we will see you in two weeks' time. Thanks, everyone. Okay, bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Busy, busy